want to write down the letters 44? 44. <laughs> the letters 44. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wrote down the letters of the human alphabet four and four. The two Welcome se- to Dustin Chexman. This is the podcast where we uh, watch and review every minute of the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In, and we pair each of those minutes with a feature film. I'm Emily Monkeytown. I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge. We're going to be talking about Minute 23 today. Minute 23. Mm-hmm. You know what we could have picked? Chapter 23? Was that what it was called? <laughs> the number 23? The number 23 was the Jim Carrey movie. Yes. I think there was also a movie called Chapter 23. That was, um, was that Jared Leto playing Mark someone Chapman? Mark David Chapman. Yeah. Related to what we played, we talked about in the pre-show. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Um, I, I don't, I don't know for sure that that was the title of the film and I won't go on record with it. Good. Kyle is home alone. I paired this minute. Oh, go ahead. With the film King Kong Lives. Yes. And we will get to that. Yeah. Kyle's home alone. Much like Macaulay Culkin's character, Kevin McAllister. Much like Macaulay Culkin's character in the Google Home commercials. Yes. <laughs> He's home alone. <laughs> um, that's the first thing we see. Then we cut to... This is my new character. It's girl who really likes those Google Home commercials, but has never seen or heard of the movie Home Alone. Love, love it. Perfect. Thanks. Dunstan puts on his thief gear. Yeah, he's suiting up. As you as you described in the last minute, that was what was on the hanger, the weird yeah. hanger, the ape yeah. hanger. Yeah. It was his thief gear. Yeah. We see pants. There are shorts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we see a fanny pack. Yeah. And Full we, of thieves' tools, presumably. And, <laughs> yes, there you go. And he has a, a helmet with a light on it. Yeah, like a cave miner's helmet. And um, a cave miner? Yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> and uh, what? I got the cave miner. Uh, so then a they do Spelunkerer's helmet. There it is. The, when you're playing Spelunky, you have to wear this helmet. Yeah. Uh, and they do a, a, a dramatic camera pan with James Bond music, as I described it. Yeah, it was definitely it was very obvious Bond knockoff. I think nowadays maybe some people would consider it kind of Incredibles esque. Yeah. Because uh, incre- the at least the first Incredibles, I don't, I can't. But there, there were straight up four notes in a row that were just the Bond theme song. Yeah, it was just short enough that they could get away with it. Mm. Uh, but but it is. Uh, it goes but then it stops. Yeah, then it stops. <laughs> uh, they do a, a dramatic camera spin around the trunk, and yeah. Dustin is posing, posing in the gear. I like that Dustin has an eye for the theatrical. <laughs> he really does, <laughs> as we find out as this movie goes on. Yeah. Uh, and then right before he ho- hops out the window, he flicks the switch on the side of his helmet, which lights the light. Yes. Uh, so then he uh, opens a window, hops out, climbs up a pipe. Now let's talk about the film. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, th- we could talk about this here or during the other climbing shot. And no, let's to be honest, talk here. It was more inspired by the other climbing shot. Oh, no, that's fine. But still. The image of an ape climbing a tall building yeah. in New York City makes me think of exactly one thing. Mm. King Kong. Yeah. Now, a lesser podcaster might have done the obvious and chosen one of the movies where King Kong actually does that. Yeah. But to me, you know, I've seen I've seen every version of King Kong there yeah. is. Okay. Well, every main version, you know what I mean? Mm. I had not seen King Kong Lives. Oh. Because it's a weird sequel. Oh. You know what I mean? You say it's I've a seen... weird sequel? Yeah. But after reading about it, it is the most normal that a sequel can be while still being a weird sequel. How do you mean? The same director. Yes, from this is true. The seventy-six King Kong. Yeah. Came back. He completed his vision. Yeah. 
<laughs> now let me let me give some admissions out here. Yeah. The only version of King Kong that I've seen is the the first, the black and white one. The thirties one. Yes. So I've seen the thirties one, I've seen the seventies one, and I've seen the two thousand five one. Yeah. Um and I've seen Skull Island. Of and course. I've seen Toho King Kong. Mm. Um which was called King Kong Escapes. Um, which was came out after King Kong versus Godzilla. He debuted in King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm. Um, point is, I've, I've, I'm very familiar with Kong. Sure. Me and Kong were like this. Mm. Will you describe what I'm doing? You are you're p- taking your index finger and your middle finger and wrapping them around each other. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I, this imagery reminded me of King Kong, but I didn't want to actually do one of the King Kong movies that I've already seen and that people already know, really. Yeah. I wanted to explore... A maybe lesser known side of the of the world of King Kong, and I think that's incredibly fair. I think that <laughs> that in in a in a in a style like this where we are pairing films with minutes, sometimes you want the film to open your eyes, yes, rather than retread something you already like, know. And it's like in in improv, they say you're you're not supposed to go A to B, you're supposed to go A to C, yeah, because then the audience will make that B move and they'll feel connected. Yep, this is an A to C move. I oh, would yeah. say, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so with all that. Uh, with all that established, let's talk about King Kong Lives. Yeah. So you have not seen the 70s King Kong movie that this is a sequel to. No, I had, I had no idea. Well, lucky for you, it opens with a sort of previously on King Kong. Well, yeah, it, it opens with what you're describing. He climbs the building and then it's shot and falls off. Yeah, and you see a little bit of Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lang, the stars of the previous movie. As I wrote down here, G-O-A-F, good old archive footage. Yeah. Um, But now it's 10 years later. Mm. King Kong has been in a coma for 10 years yeah they don't really explain explain. he here's the thing here's where king kong is now yeah he's not awake and they're trying to make he's on the verge of death yeah they don't really explain what he was doing in the 10 years in between some kind of college based study program have bought him for sure it's a university Yeah. yeah Yeah, they had bought the ape. Yes, presu- I, and and the movie does this opening thing where you hear his heartbeat as he falls off the building, and yes. then it continues into the scene where it's revealed he's more or less on a permanent operating table. It's very, it's a, it's you know what it reminded me of? Huh. A little movie called Crank High Voltage. Oh, the, which the opens first one. Yeah. more or less the same, honestly, the same way. Because <laughs> <laughs> end of Crank One, he doesn't fall off a building, but he falls off of a plane. Okay, and literally the start of Crank High Voltage is 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 you, you see him falling out of the plane, and then he taken to an operating table and we hear the heartbeat yeah like it's kind of the exact same opening i wouldn't doubt that those uh <laughs> the creators of crank high voltage uh, meant to do that old neville dean taylor mm-hmm. um anyway yeah king kong got wake up well yes yeah, so they need blood yes he's light on blood yeah and so and they also his heart bad his heart bad so they made a fake kong heart yes big hey Guess what? Also the plot of Crank 2, High Voltage. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a goddamn second. Yeah. yeah, so they made him a fake heart. Yeah. Um, but what they need is a more... fake heart. Yeah, a <laughs> fake heart. Uh, what they need is uh, more blood. They gotta get more blood. What do you fucking... And normal ape... You can't just kill a lot of normal apes. Yeah. <laughs> you need giant ape blood. He's, it he's... needs big blood cells. Yes, and... I, you know, I, I like that they do, they call him Kong. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking about Kong. Yeah. I like within, Kong. I like within the narrative of a film when they adapt the name, like the, na- the silly name gets taken. Yeah. They're not like scientists. So they're like, oh, the Kong Rilicus Apicus. Yeah. No, he's Kong. He's Kong. <laughs> he's Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so what do you fucking know? 
some random ass Indiana Jones wannabe. Yes, that is a very is an apt way to describe <laughs> this character. Stumbles into Lady Kong. Lady Kong, who is signified by big ape tits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought her her fur was a bit more brown. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, and so he he manages to get in Do contact. You think? Huh. Listen, let's get down to it. Okay. Do you think movies? in general, specifically mm-hmm. Kick Kong list, but movies in general, do you think they're cowards for being willing to show ape tits, but not ape dicks? I agree. <laughs> I, I understand where you're coming from, and I agree. Wait, though. Here's mm-hmm. the other thing. Yeah. You know when you look at a picture of a real-life ape? Yeah. Where's that dick at? I. It's in the fur. It's deep in the fur. Yeah. Like a cat. I think it will come out when it needs to. Because like a dog, you see a dog's... I'm sorry that we're talking about this. <laughs> But like you see a dog's dick yeah you cat you don't really see their dick usually yeah so you're saying apes are more like cats in that regard yeah okay. i do recall being at a zoo and seeing ape balls <laughs> like you see the well, ape i mean balls. sometimes uh, i recall being at a zoo and seeing an ape full-on masturbating oh okay so i've, I've seen that at the zoo i mean i've seen the gif sure. it's like gifts of apes I've, masturbating i've seen it live yeah um also, you know, you, you, you go to a zoo, you're going to see an ape peeing at least. Yes. You're at least going to see an ape peeing. Or take a shit. <laughs> Just take a f- shit right next to the window, because zoos are Why horrible are places <laughs> that shouldn't exist. Right? Uh, yeah. I want to be like anti-zoo, anti-sea world. I feel like some, like, I, I, I mean, the world, the line between, like, zoo and animal park is weird to me. I feel like some yes. of them are probably, like well set up preserves that are a good thing but i i will be the first to admit that i don't know the line between those i two i ones. don't either yeah, yeah. but I, I think what we what we generally have is a bad situation yeah um yeah films are cowards i'll even go as far as in the shape of water they do the they do the trick where it, it they they describe that it unveils you know what though i i can't i can't falter the shape of water uh-huh yeah, I can't falter them. Yeah, because you know what? They went farther than anyone else did before. Oh, they them. definitely did. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so I, I, I gotta give it to them. I, I do love that film. Mm. Um, what do you, you, what do you got? You hey, wait, is this anything? The Ape of Water? It's not anything. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, this is okay. So in this movie, yeah, people are bad. That seems to be the theme of this movie. It's a continuation of the theme that people are bad. It's. I don't know if I'd even say there is a theme in this movie. <laughs> well, okay, so uh, Wannabe and Anna Jones finds Lady Kong. Yes. And he's trying to sell them to this university. Yes. And there's like a big to do about like if our Kong dies yeah. and another university gets this Lady Kong, they'll, they'll be have the only, only Kong. Yeah. Kong. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a fucking bizarre conversation. And the doctor just wants the blood, but they the guy says, "I'm selling the whole Kong, not just the blood." Well, Linda Which Ham- is... and Linda Hamilton's like, "Hey, yeah, you you fucking girl Kong, boy Kong in the same room, pandemonium. We can't have that. Yeah, that cannot be allowed. Yeah, she's she's, real, very, she's, she's already only. concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, I mean, this movie is all about. I would say there are two themes of this movie. Okay, people bad. Yeah, apes horny. Well, and I think they're... Um, they, uh, King Kong is explicitly referred to as, quote, a horny son of a bitch in this movie. Yes, I know. I, I, I saw your tweet. <laughs> yeah. the, um, the other thing that I think this movie is very concerned with is making it so that they do some kind of oppositeness from the first movie. Sure. So we have the Lady Kong who's into... At one point, she picks up fake Indiana Jones. Yes. 
as, as in the style of like, like right away. Yeah, yeah in yeah. the style of the the King Kong picking Very up a normative a lady. King Kong lives. I mean, that's the yeah. movie. The movie's about you. the movie's about reproduction. Yeah, the movie's about finding a mate. Yeah. Uh, at one point, uh, you know, fake Indiana Jones and uh, Linda Hamilton have sex, and the, their excuses well, we're primates too. What do they say? I thought, honestly, though, <laughs> I kind of I thought their love scene was surprisingly tender and <laughs> nice. Well, I think it, I'll tell you what I liked about it that I think hmm. is rare to see in a movie. Yeah, it was very consent driven. Like, oh, there's yeah. a moment where he stops for he's like, "Is this okay? Do you want to do this?" And she's like. <laughs> Like, yeah, we're apes too. And I'm like, I was like, hey, you know what? Good for you, King Kong Liz, for highlighting the importance of consent. I also, I was, I was intrigued to know. I, I thought maybe the film would go this direction, didn't. Mm-hmm. But uh, perhaps that the 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 Kong love and love making kind of spreads a, a mist over the area that makes everyone want to make love. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you also had that thought. Well, because there's also another point in the movie where um, the lady King Kong is like locked up somewhere. Yes. And. We're, King Kong is presumed to have been dead. Yes. Because the, what I've written down here, brutal bonk. Yeah. <laughs> he bonks his head on a rock in a river. Yeah. It's fucking brutal to look at. Yeah. And they're like, everyone's like, he's definitely dead. And now granted, I was just saying how brutal that bonk was, but dude fell off the Empire, or was it, I think it's the Twin Towers in the 70s version. It, yes, it yeah, is. He fell off the World Trade Center and got like shot a whole bunch of times with like, you know, like, <laughs> air, heavy air, artillery yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. um and he lived from that and but he bonked his head on a rock and they was like he's definitely dead now and then i i think there's a there's a weird thing that i didn't fully understand that linda ha- linda hamilton's has the force heart monitor can track him well <laughs> also the force you're correct the force yeah because because <laughs> they're talking and she's like kong's still alive she can <laughs> feel it and then she she doesn't quite but she almost turns to camera and is like and I can feel it too. <laughs> like it's just such a weird term. That it's like, oh, so she can sense that Kong is alive somehow. Yeah, yeah. it's a weird movie. Well, they they also do the the kind of half explainy thing where yeah. they're like, oh, obviously the island that I found Lady Kong on was connected via Pangaea to Kong Island, sure, and they were separated years and years ago. That's stupid. <laughs> it's so incredibly stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I, I also, but there is a part that I enjoy in a perverse way where this is, the sequel was made in 1986, so they have to make it set in 1986. Yeah. So even though it doesn't make any sense that for 10 years they've been just holding on to a Kong, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. That's just the movie is like, yeah, it has to be this Why way. Why couldn't they just make it set in 1970? Seven, Seven, yeah. Let's say. <laughs> nope. They couldn't because it's not like it's not like Jeff Bridges and and, and Jessica Lange are ten years older now. Yeah, I mean, they are, but they're not in the fucking movie, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah. I like when movies make insane choices like that for no reason. Yeah. And this is also a weird artifact for Linda Hamilton, I think, in that this is Linda Hamilton in between Terminator One and Two. Oh, is it between one and two? Yeah, because one I didn't was eighty four oh, okay. and two was ninety one. Because I like this role that she's in. Yeah, where she is. I like her in the movie. I, th- I think she does a good job acting too. Like she's yeah. solid in this movie mm-hmm. for sure. Um, just some some bizarre choices in the writing. I, would I did say. I did read an interview where uh, a fake Indiana Jones, the actor who played him. Uh, said something like, hey, if y'all think it's a shit movie, we did our best. <laughs> He's like, it's a fantasy film. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So they're pretty aware. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any other thoughts on King Kong lips? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, where were we? Yeah. Dunstan climbing. Yes. Uh, so we see him climbing up the pipe. Yes. So we know. Okay. Let's lay out some facts. What do we know? 
What do you what do you ask? What do you Mrs. mean? Mrs. Delacroce. Mrs. Delacroce, not in her room. On the eighth floor. On the eighth floor. Right? Yeah. And Mr. Who, Lionel Spaulding. Yeah. Sixth floor. Sixth floor. Yeah. Do we know where Lord Rutledge's apartment is by well, we apartment know I mean it's hotel below room? The eighth floor at the very least, because Dunstan has to climb up to get to the eighth floor. Yes. That's all we know. That's all we know. Uh so okay. So that's I just want to lay that out. Okay. So he's climbing up. So then now we see Mr. Spaulding is handing Neil over to Kyle. Kyle. Let's talk about what Kyle is wearing. Okay. Then we can talk about what Mr. Spaulding's wearing. Yeah. Kyle, let's okay. I want to get the timeline of Kyle's day. Sure. So we see him in his papa's office. Sure. When Mrs. Dubrow comes in. Is this the start of the day? I thought the technically the day started went with the prank. This I don't is all care the same that. day, no? I don't care about that. Okay. That's not what I'm interested in right now. Okay. And what he's wearing in there is a big dog's t shirt. Sure. With sort of like a like a rapper big dog. Yeah. I think that's the style they're going for. The <laughs> like, art uh, the art has depicted Big Dog as a rap star. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in that way that's like like we can't see this shirt clearly, mm-hmm. but feels like it's probably offensive. Yes, definitely. Well, because I don't know who runs the company Big Dog. Probably not good people. Yeah. <laughs> um and I think we've we've talked about this before. There's a well-known style of uh, of like parody T-shirt yeah. that is like black versions of characters, mm-hmm. be like a black Tweety Bird or a black Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't think they, either of us are qualified to qual- to comment on. I, I think the most we could say is that the they have the characters appropriating African American culture. Yes. Yes. Well, see, I don't even know if I'm qualified to say that because I, okay. I, I, I've, I've also heard black people talk about these shirts favorably. And oh, okay. I, I, don't, I think it's probably, maybe it's a problematic thing. What I'm saying is we don't know. No, yeah, we, I, yeah. What I will say, though, is that I think this shirt is playing off those shirts mm-hmm. in a way that feels definitely problematic. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, it's just a weird choice for Kyle to be wearing. Well, he's wearing a jacket over it. We, True. That's why. That's part of why the shirt is obscured. My point is, mm-hmm. he's wearing that shirt in the meeting with Mrs. Dubrow. Yeah. Then he, we see him after this. Uh-huh. We see him at home in a plain yellow shirt. Oh. No jacket. Uh-huh. Then he goes to pick up Neil. He's back in the big dog shirt. Oh, you found a continuity error. Yes. That's interesting. I suppose it is possible that for unknown reasons, Kyle just decided to change shirts and then changed back to the shirt he was wearing before. Uh-huh. But it, it seems to me like this may be a continuity error. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, let's poke holes in this movie. Then, yeah. Now, here, here's... So, Mr. Spaulding, when he's handing off Neil... Yeah. He's in his... In a robe provided by the... Hotel? I don't think it's provided by the hotel. Yeah, see, this is what... <laughs> it's, it's a very fancy robe. Fancier than any robe that I've ever seen. You might even call it a smoking jacket. Yeah, it's like a silk, it looks, maybe. Silk, it's got, it's got like a fancy print on it, yeah. Like if it was monogrammed with his name, I would believe it. Yeah. Uh, and so he's handing off his dog. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like Kyle has some trouble holding the dog yeah it just seems like he doesn't know how to hold dog yeah. necessarily uh he does he he um mr spaulding redoes his spiel he says his name is neil after neil armstrong uh the first says, man on the moon i just love the astronauts well yeah he says i love the astronauts don't you what a weird thing to say <laughs> what a very and then i mean that kind of informs uh, uh kyle's response he says yeah 
sure. And he yeah. kind of blinks on sure, like, yeah. how much longer does this conversation have to go on? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he, uh, uh, Mr. Spalding says, he's my pride and joy, joy, joy. Yes. Is this a song? Well, there's a Bible song. Yes. I know that. That says joy three times like that. Yeah. Is that, was that a thing people ever said though? I don't know. Okay. Uh, and so then he, very, but then very sternly, Mr. Spalding says, be back in 10. Yeah. Which. We both walk dogs. We both walk dogs. Yeah. Especially if you're starting on the sixth floor of a hotel. Yeah. Now we'll and, talk in future minutes about the nature of this walk and its purpose. And where it goes. Yes. Yeah. But 10 minutes is not enough time to get from the sixth floor to a place where you can walk a dog, walk a dog, and then bring him back up to the sixth floor. Yeah. That's not enough time at all. Yeah. Even even if, um, I think earlier we saw they had, you know, a bank of elevators. Even if there's four elevators, yeah. you're still going to have to wait a second for an elevator. I'm going to tell you, even if the elevator door is open and you walk right to it, it I, I, it's still not enough time, I don't think. Yeah. And then, you, and then the, this is, uh, I mean, uh, Kyle's never walked this dog before. Yeah. Maybe the dog won't go right away. Well, Who know? we'll get into that in a future Exactly, minute. exactly. It just seems, it's very odd. Very yeah. stern, be back in 10. Yeah. Uh, then we see again, Dunstan's climbing up a pipe, and we're getting a, a back view of the city behind yes. him. This is a, kind of like a peril shot. This is like, a, we're seeing how high up he is. Yes. It's obviously green screened or something. I, I think there's, I think the, the uh, uh, composite work is kind of well done here, actually. I think it's a rare moment of, of decent effects in this movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. All agree. A rare <laughs> moment. <laughs> it's very rare. But I, I, I think it looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing we see it's is. It's like well lit, too. Like if the lighting looks cool. It's, I, 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 they did mm-hmm. a good job with that shot. Yeah. I do. I do want to ask. Um, I mean, I guess we'll get more into it in a future minute. But do you think it was wise of Dunstan to turn on the helmet light first when he goes outside the the window, uh, the winder? No. Yeah, it makes him more visible, right? Yeah. I would assume the black clothes are so that he is less visible. Yeah. Uh, but but then he turns on the light before he even gets to the room, before he even starts climbing. Well, he is an orangutan. Yeah. But as part of his training, you don't think... Uh, <laughs> Lord Rutledge or whoever trained him for this crime. You know, nothing's an exact science. I, I, I'll agree with that. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Uh, so the last thing we see is Dunstan gets up to a window, looks in. We see him looking in, and there's kind of a phone in front of the window. Yeah. That's the last shot of this minute. Correct. Uh, what What do you do? Plugs? Yeah? Oh, well, you got to announce the next movie. Yeah, I was trying to get you to talk while I look it up because I oh. forgot which one it is. Did you just talk, just freeform talk? Well, I wanted you to do your plugs, but oh, I know okay. you have trouble doing your plugs before my plugs. You can plugs. follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. I stream three times a week on Twitch. Sometimes I stream with this, this, uh, this, uh, goody boy over here. Uh, we play Fortnite on the internet. Mm-hmm. Would you like to announce the next film, though? Yeah, sure. What is it? Minute 24. Mm-hmm. We'll be paired with. Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you can find me on other podcasts that I do, like Nothing New, a remake podcast, where every month Justin Kieslin and I talk about remakes, benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. And the other show that I do is It's On My List. It's on my list pod.com. Uh, every month, uh, me and five friends get together to talk about films that people say you should see, and we more or less decide whether or not that's true, whether or not you should see them and how important they are and the canon of films uh we've talked about the matrix uh you know home alone not home alone what am i saying what am i saying the matrix the matrix gone with the wind gone with the wind uh, everything citizen kane maybe not yet <laughs> i don't know who has and hasn't seen that one uh 
but uh, you know, if you haven't seen The Matrix, you can listen in, and we'll we'll tell you why you should. Casablanca. We haven't that one. We haven't gone to yet. It's on the list, though, right? It's on the list, I think. <laughs> but I don't know when we're going to get to it. Okay. We jump all around. We're trying to, you know, get everything. Uh, it's on my list, pod.com, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster Andrew. Yes. And if you want to email this show. You should email DunstonChecksMen at gmail.com. That's correct. You can find us on Twitter at MajesticHotelNY. Yeah. And on our Twitter, we do have a link to our Discord thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that, and, and you do can that. go there. Join the Discord. It's join fun. the Discord and talk about Dunstan and food and all kinds of other weird things with us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, us yeah. and other fans of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, uh, yeah and then yeah, you can yeah, find yeah, us on Instagram yeah, at yeah. DunstonChecksMen. What? They should do stuff on YouTube. Too. Yeah, we also uh, uh, I post a special video on YouTube every week. I mash up the trailer for the film that we're talking about and the minute that we're talking about. Yeah. So that you'll be prepared to, <laughs> to hear us talk about those things. Uh, lots of lots of fun that is. Uh, check it out. You know, go click on your website. And click on your website. <laughs> go to website.com and click, and on, click it. on it. <laughs> is that it? Website.com. Click on it. Are we good now? No, I have to tell them to go oh, to Apple Podcast. Yeah. And I'm proud to announce that I forgot the idea I had. You had last time? <laughs> great. Good. Good and great. Um, so here's what I want want you to do. Mm-hmm. Five stars. You give us a five star review on Apple Pytunes. And then in the text of the review, what I want you to do is create an animal. I want you to describe a new animal that you've created all right, and all why right. you think this animal is good for the world. All right. What if what if I just call this new animal the Cranimal? I'm into it. Okay. I like it. That's fine with me. Good. That works. It's got stripes, fur, and scales. Oh. Mm-hmm. See, Andrew, see how easy it is? Andrew says it like that. The Cranimal. Yeah, the Cranimal. Yeah. Are we Spelled done? C-R-A-Y-O-N-A-N-I-M-A-L. Can we check out, please? Until next time, we're checking out. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. And that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>